congratulations no on the brand new single. Um, we're loving it here at Beat 102, 103. But, you know, since the world Thank has you. completely changed, is it different for you releasing a single in COVID times? Because I know um, artists can't really do the productions they are, you know, that they'd like to do, go out and perform the song and maybe push the song at gigs and stuff. So has it been different for you releasing in lockdown? Yeah, it has been slightly different. Um, I guess the only difference is that I can't like, um, I can't see people's first-hand reaction to the music. So, um, so I can't perform it and be like, oh yeah, this people actually like this song or don't like this song. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, and I can't be in the studio with people like Trish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't. I can't come and see you and actually share um, good energy and stuff. So. It is a bit different in that sense, but it's, you know, the internet is powerful now, so it's still, the music is still moving and the world still gets to hear it to some capacity, so it's okay. Yeah, it has been slightly different. Um, I guess the only difference is that I can't, like, um, I can't see people's first-hand reaction to the music, so... Um, so I can't perform it and be like, oh yeah, this people actually like this song or don't like this song, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, and I can't be in the studio with people like Trish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't. I can't come and see you and actually share um, good energy and stuff. So it is a bit different in that sense, but it's you know the internet is powerful now, so yeah. it's still the music is still moving and the world still gets to hear it to some capacity so it's okay that's it it's still being streamed 100,000 streams now when you see news like this does it still fill your heart with joy or joy or do you think oh you know on to the next thing it's, it doesn't give you that you know oomph it used to maybe <laughs> um, like when I see numbers and stuff yeah and do you keep do you keep that into you know into your mind do you, is that something you focus on you know what, I've only started looking at numbers recently. Like, I've only started, like, refreshing to see if I have more numbers and stuff. But um, it's not really a thing that I, I've i never really cared, honestly. I think um, I just made the music and I drop it. And back then, I would just drop it and I would forget that I dropped the song. Mm-hmm. You get me? Until people um, kind of told me I dropped the song and blah, blah, blah. blah. But um, no, like... I don't really, I don't know, I don't really look at numbers. I look at numbers now in, in terms of, because it's, it's becoming more of a, I understand that there's a business factor to this music thing now. Do you yeah. Get me? Um, so when I drop music, I, I'm, I'm dropping music with a purpose more so rather than it's just music mm. for, the, for the fun of making music. Do you get me? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the only reason why I look at numbers, just to kind of see... Um, if I need to promote more, where like who's watching what, blah blah mm. blah, that type of stuff, though. And what yeah. works? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that because um, some people can focus on it a lot, but it's good to see that like you understand the business side of it, and that's it. You know, you separate the emotions, let's say, because it can get um, yeah. overwhelming for some. Because I was yeah, talking to James Arthur the other day and he was saying, you know, when he first left the X Factor and he came out and was releasing stuff that it wasn't getting the same hits and he become it became obsessed with constantly checking and checking and it actually affected his mental health um, towards the end. Yeah. So he had to kind of just like, look, it is what it is. I release it to the world and I have to leave it at that, you know, and just hope with the, to God that people like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all we can do. Really. Yeah. Now, Jafaris... 
take me back a little bit, right? I want to know a little bit about your musical history because I know you've been doing this for a while, even though you are still so young. Oh, kill me. But um, <laughs> um, tell me a little bit about how this all started for you. I know you were bar- born in Zimbabwe. I was born in Jamaica myself and grew up in Ireland. So uh, I do consider myself 100% Irish and you are the same. Of course, you know, there is your heritage yeah. and stuff, but, you know, you're Irish and that's it. So tell me about y- you making music and getting started in the music industry in Ireland how was that for you um so i my background began as a dancer um mm-hmm. dance was like my first love and i thought that was going to be my whole life um i got to a certain stage of doing that and i i was kind of let down by the people i was working with um they just things just didn't move forward and things weren't moving so it, the dancing thing became stagnant for a bit and then I had a friend, a friend of mine from church back in the day that just started music out of nowhere. Or at least he just told me about the music that he was making. Mm. And then he said, he just showed me, showed me, and I was like, whoa, like, oh, I want to try it as well kind of thing. And I guess from then I just started, like, um, listening to more music because then I wasn't listening to lyrics. I was just listening to beats to dance to, to get me. But yeah. I was actually, I started paying attention to lyrics and started paying attention to melodies and things like that. Um, but obviously I started off as a rapper and I started in the typical sense of just, I don't know, talking about things that I didn't really live or anything to get mm. me. Um, this was like when I was 16. Yeah. Um, and from there, I just kept making music, kept making music until I was about 17. I think I dropped my first song on Facebook oh. and it got like attention or at least a lot of attention for what Facebook was back then. Mm-hmm. And um, I was, I guess I was, I was just super excited. I was like, all right, cool. Let me continue doing this. I gathered some of my friends and my brother and we just kind of kept making music and started shooting like really DIY videos and stuff. Mm. Um and then it just started growing from there. Then people started um, looking for me from all over Ireland to be like, come perform here, perform here, perform here. Um, and then it grew and grew. And back then, I was purely just a rapper. There was no singing, no melodies or anything. It was just rap. Mm. Until um, I got challenged for my rap name because at the time I was called Profound. Mm. And some guy... Um, from the UK his name was Profound as well and he had a bit more of a following than I did and stuff and he just like it's like yo you have to battle me for the name and stuff and oh I was like dear. no I'm not <laughs> like I'm not doing that <laughs> I just I just kind of backed down I was like alright cool you already have a bigger fan base than me so it's cool so I had to change my name mm. and when I changed my name from Profound to Jafaris that's when kind of music became um, my focus really so, yeah, I mean, it, was, it was all for fun until then and I think I chose I I made the the change name kind of make me take music serious it was like a metamorphosis almost yeah yeah it was like okay back then I was just a rapper and I was literally just rapping basically to please other rappers just to be like yeah just for them to be like yo he can really rap Mm. do you get me Mm -hmm. but when I changed my name, I was like, yo, I want to make music. I want to make things that last forever. I want to talk about things that mean something to me. I want to actually make music, you get me? So mm-hmm. I was like, all right, cool. I kind of learned learned how to sing a little bit, um, learned how to write choruses and things, whatever. And from then, it just kept spiraling, spiraling into what it is now. And I met up with um, Diffusion Lab and, 
like because I had friends who made music who were working with Diffusion Lab at the time, and they kind of invited me to studio sessions. I got to know the guys. I kept coming back, and yeah, we just created a relationship that has formed into what Jafaris is right now, really. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's been a long journey. And an incredible one at that. It must be so um, comforting in some ways to know you have that group and that crew that's, everybody's on the same wavelength. You're all artistic. You're all working together. It must give you some sort of, you know, energy to keep going as well. 100%. Especially how we kind of formed the relationship. Like, I remember walking into the Fusion Lab the first time not knowing anybody, not knowing really anything about being in a proper studio or anything. I was kind of just doing stuff from people's houses mm. up until then. And from that first day till the day we decided, yes, we're going to actually work together, like, it just it was organic. It was natural. Everybody, we we literally just connected on, oh, you like that song? Oh, I like this artist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. What's it like? And then we just, it just became normal. Do you get me? And I just felt comfortable to come back all the time mm. until it was like, all right, cool. Like, I want to really take this serious and they want to take it serious. Let's just join forces and just make something happen kind of thing. And then, yeah, it was just it was just natural build from there. So, yeah, it feels good to have people who are kind of of like mind and share my energy, GME, share my vision as well. So, yeah. You know, I believe in fate and I believe things happen for a reason because I know a lot of musicians out there that are, you know, hoping for the same thing and hoping to kind of find that niche and they haven't actually found it and they haven't found their, you know, their thing yet. So it's incredible that you are able to say, look, you know, I, I found my, 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 my people, if you will, <laughs> and we're all yeah. doing it together. So, you know, that's, that's, a, that's incredible in itself. Yeah, no, don't get me wrong. Like, it, I think it, it took a while to get to that, but I think what made it stick was the fact that I was trying to do it by myself the whole time. Mm. Do you get me? Like, I was investing in myself. I was making the trips. I would go from Dublin to Galway, from Galway to Limerick, just to look for a studio and just to look for people to connect with, do you know? Yeah. And I think they could feel that they saw what I was trying to do and stuff and just saw where it could go. And I think that just made it grow even more. Like, um, I think people, people have the notion of if I find this team, then everything will work. But the team will only work if you work to get like, if you know what you're trying to do and where to place people in your team, then it will work. But, if you just come and just, yeah, I, I make music and the rest of the team have to pull all the weight, it's just, it won't, I don't know if it'll work as successfully as people assume it will, but mm. yeah, it's different for everybody, obviously. So, But you're right, though, you do have to have that enthusiasm and you do have to have that drive. Like, without that, there's, there is no music because there's nobody that's going to hold your hand and it's a tough industry. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> But I have to say, fair play to you, though. It's still, it's still like, I don't know if I would have it in me to, to do it. I love, I love music, but I was never, and I kind of feel like I have an okay voice, but I was never, I never had the drive enough to keep going with it. So it does, it's a testament to you and your abilities, you know? Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I, yeah, I'm just passionate about it. 
Which is great, which is great. Now, tell me about the Three Ireland's Made by Music campaign. Now, this was a big one for you, a huge one for you. You teamed up with the Saint Sisters. Uh, you also teamed up with Cormac. So it was it was really big. How was that for you? And how did you get the call to say, look, Three wants you. This is going to be a new thing. And, you know, yeah, it's just it's just going to blow up from there. Um, man, like the, the Three thing was the first... Um, my first experience at working with like a big company or working on any sort of campaign that they were looking for me as an artist for kind of thing. And it it came at an awkward time because this was the time where I was going back to my country to kind of send my grandmother off and stuff with my family. Mm. And... Yeah, so it was just weird, like it was like emotions were running high and stuff. So I didn't even really have time to soak it in at the time, because mm. um, I got the news and then a week later I had to be on a flight and then a week later I had to be back to perform everything and do everything. So I was like, "Yo, this is just a weird time." But being there, meeting everybody, and kind of just I don't know, just feeling like, "Oh, this like I'm doing something." You get me? Like mm-hmm. I'm an I'm an artist now, and like people are asking me like they're paying me to do this basically yeah. to get me it was just yeah it was just it was just sick <laughs> it was just a good experience and me and Saint Sisters this was my first time like ever hearing their music and they wanted us to do like a a song together like a new song mm-hmm. everybody but because of my situation at the time um, I listened to a bunch of Saint Sisters songs and then I was like yo I really gravitated towards causing trouble. It just had the tempo I liked. It had the kind of energy and vibe I liked. And I was like, yo, why don't we just remix this song? Ooh. And I was like, okay, cool. And I literally wrote the verse on the flight back to Ireland. And yeah, we, we did the show when I landed and stuff. And, and people really connected with it. Mm-hmm. Then the song became a song. And yeah, everything, yeah, it was just crazy opportunities, crazy experience, everything from that one opportunity I guess was yeah interesting times and this is why you should never say no to anything as well because you never know where it'll take you you know you never know what'll happen never 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 okay yeah you also have to be ready for these situations as well true true but yeah. I feel like it it showed that you can work even at times um, when it, things are the most diverse because that's tough, you know, having to go back and forth. And uh, some people just be like, ah, here, call me next year. You know, I'm wrecked. Yeah. But you still kept going, which is pretty, pretty good. Now, yeah. tell me about that first EP. So uh, Velvet Cake, rave reviews. Everyone loved it. Now, What's it like releasing your first EP? It must have been just, oh gosh, mind-blowing for you. <laughs> um, so that was, that's my first EP as Jafaris. Yeah. I had dropped an EP as Profound previous, but this was like, I guess everything was new, new name, new music, new everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it felt like this was this was me and... Uh, Diffusion Lab kind of getting to know each other musically and trying to understand our vision together kind of thing so uh, at the time it felt special but thinking back it was kind of thrown together to get me like we didn't really know what we were doing together Mm -hmm. really we just knew that we loved what we were doing and we loved working with each other let's do something let's put something out um so yeah, it was an interesting experience. That going into the album and stuff like everything just kept feeling new, but it was fresh. It was 
It was exciting. It was, I don't know, it was just a, it was just a good, good experience, really. Um, but yeah, it was. It was also defining for the music as well. It was like, um, I knew what I didn't want to do afterwards. Ah, uh, yes. The <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, it was like I'm making this music because. I'm I'm here for the first time. I don't know really what I want to do, but I know that I want to make music. So we're going to do whatever we do right now and put it out and blah, blah, blah. But after the EP, I was like, okay, cool. I know what direction I want to go in a bit more. And, mm. and each project just keeps teaching me more about like who I am as an artist and what I want to do as an artist as well. Mm. And I think it's the same for the guys because they don't really have a background in music per se, but... Um, everybody's just learning together. Do you get me? So mm-hmm. each process has just been like, okay, next time we don't do this, next time we do this, next time we'll try this, blah, 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 blah. Um, and that's what it felt like. It was just like a learning experience. It's like, okay, um, testing the waters, really. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it, and it went well, and it just kind of kept propelling the career. So I'm definitely grateful for that experience. Excellent. Now, from that to where you are now releasing Haunted, um, obviously then there's been a lot of growth and you've been able to kind of perfect what you want and what you don't like and, you know, bring it to this product. So tell me about this and how this one came together. Um, okay, so this one, <laughs> this one, I made this music, I would say, a year and a half ago now. What? Yeah, I've been holding on to this music for a while. No way. And this <laughs> this music really came about um, because so while while I'm like going through my life as profound and Jafaris and all, I had someone in my corner the whole time, right? Mm. And this was like my first relationship. This was my the longest relationship, anything, do you know me? It was my first everything, so it was a big deal when I had to let it go, kind of thing. And quickly after that, because I'm a, I'm a musician and I just make music all the time, everything I was making was about this situation, how I felt, how she might be feeling, how like everything went and where it started, blah, blah, blah. Everything just kept coming out, and I was just kind of so... I was just getting so annoyed at the fact that, like, yo, this has been done. It's probably months later now, and I'm still talking about the same thing. <laughs> and we were also kind of, not under pressure, but the joy thing kind of was making everything feel like, yo, we had to rush, we had to drop a song, we had to do this. But I never want to be in that position. You know? I, mean, I never want to feel like I have to do something to keep the momentum going, yeah. even though I'm not ready to drop some more, nothing feels finished. Um, so I guess towards the just yeah, joy's happening. I'm I'm doing all this stuff and the career's growing, but I'm also writing about this situation that I can't get over. Mm. And I got to a point where I was like, all right, I'm listening to everything that I've made in the last few months. I was like, yo, everything sounds like it could work in a project. Sounds like I could tell a, a story about this situation and just kind of maybe find closure or peace mm. after I do so. Um, yeah, and then the project just came together like that and I started piecing songs together that meant the most to me. Um, yeah, and then we made a project which is coming out November 6th. Um, but yeah, this has been this has been an ongoing project. Not willingly, 
I want to be not willing. I didn't really want to make this music, you know. Yeah. But it, it it just had to come out. Like when I write music, I don't sit down and be like, okay, this song is going to be about this, or I'm going to try to do this on this song. I just kind of listen to the beat, and whatever comes out is what comes out, and I make sense of it after. Mm. And it just kept being about this one situation, so I had to put in a project. Mm. Um, but yeah. <laughs> and tell me this, you know, okay, because I've heard this before with musicians. Obviously, you know, it's what you're going through and that's where you're getting your artistic energy from. But <laughs> do you feel like you have to maybe even like, you know, run it by the ex and be like, hey, girl, you know, this is going to be about you. Or is it something that oh. you just like you just write and that's it? <laughs> um, at the time, I was just writing. Mm. Um, but me and, yeah, it's weird because me and her were, we were like best friends, you get me? Mm-hmm. So we... I didn't feel weird about writing it and I also didn't feel weird about bringing it up to her. So there are songs that aren't on this project that I showed her like early kind of thing. But it was weird showing her even at the time because it was all so fresh. You yeah, get me? Yeah. This was, I guess this was also my way of communicating the parts of, of how I felt that I couldn't say in person. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So this would be like, oh, what do you think of this song? But I'm actually speaking to her on the song kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so she was aware from early that there was something about this situation coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and as it developed, I kept her up to date. and Like, oh, we're here now and this is the song now or this is definitely going to be on the project. There are songs on the project that she hasn't heard, yeah. so they're going to be a shock to her. But she knows, she knows there's something coming. See, you know I mean, okay. Um, well, <laughs> she's not going to get a shock when she turns on the radio and be like, "That's me crying in her car." Oh gosh. Nah. <laughs> but that's good. That's good. That's good because I have heard musicians who just wait till the very end and it just drops and the person gets a shock. Yeah. But it's good to see, though. It's good to see that you channel your artistic energy into something as magnificent as this. So. What is to come then for you? Because I know it's hard to make plans and it's hard to say gigs are going to come up in a few months or whatever because we just don't know what's going to happen. But is there anything you can tell us about maybe you're doing some online stuff? Because I know there's a lot of that at the moment. Um, nothing confirmed in, in terms of performances. Um, I am I'm obviously dropping an EP and I'm dropping music and I'm dropping visuals. Um, so all of that is still happening, probably more so than it's ever happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but aside from music and stuff, I've kind of like taken on new ventures um, with friends where we're kind of, and it, it was all birthed from like the whole BLM um, situation and stuff. Excellent. And myself and my friends were just super compelled to kind of create something that would, I guess, help the community mm-hmm. in in the way we can because um, obviously we can't change the world we can't get rid of racism and stuff like that but we can kind of make this corner look nice do you get know I me mean? yes um, or feel good or feel like home mm. and it's unrealistic for us to assume that oh all the black people are just going to go back to Africa and do all of this um, but now we can coexist here, do you get me? Especially yeah. in Ireland, like, there's so much space. It's like, yeah, racism exists, but for me, I take it more so like ignorance. Like we're the first generation, so it's not like mm. it's not like a malicious thing. It's like, oh, I like your hair. Like, oh, it's different. Like it's, it's, it's almost nothing crazy. curiosity. So, yeah, do mm. you get me? So it doesn't feel 
like we're under scrutiny here or this it's dangerous to be here or anything. So with that notion, um, we also we wanted to create a community here that has its own ecosystem, mm. um, especially for, for black people because I think one thing that we do poorly is put back into our own, do you mm-hmm. get me? Um, yeah. We don't really like feed each other here, do you get mm-hmm. me? We don't support each other as much as we should. Um, so we started a page called Irish Black Owned and it's it's just on Instagram at the moment. We do have like a website, but it's like, it's just acting as a directory for people to kind of put back into Irish, uh, Irish black owned businesses really. Um, just as a starter, um, this is a place for people to find um, us and, you know. Oh, um, I'm following it already. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brilliant yeah, but stuff it's, to it's, it's starting off as that, but it's it's going to become more and we're, we're learning as we go. Mm-hmm. And um, we're definitely looking for volunteers and we're looking for people who are willing to um, push the culture forward and just empower us and... Yeah, and it's it's going to get into more diverse diversity and inclusion and just different things. But um, that's one of the things that's kind of taking up my time now, aside from music. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm still heavily in love with music, and I'm already working on the next project. So, um, yeah. Well, we love to hear it. We love to hear it. Absolutely amazing. Uh, I love chatting to you, Jafaris. I think uh, the future is bright. Absolutely. So November 6th, we're looking forward to Haunted being officially released on your brand new EP. Yes? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Okay. Excellent. And also, good luck with the IBO stuff. I'm, I'm rooting for you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank and if you, you ever so need anything, do give us a call. I'm here as well. All right. Um, I appreciate it, Trish. Thank no you. No problem at all. Thank you so much, Jafaris. All the best. And uh, we'll chat to you again soon. 100%. Thank all you right. so much. No for problem. <laughs> Take care. Bye bye bye. This is B103.